I'm strapped up. Nothing. What was that about? Let's make the fight happen. We strapped the fuck up. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 88 of the Strap Season Podcast. As usual, I'm your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flows. And just before we get into the episode, please make sure you like, subscribe, leave us a review um, on all the streaming platforms. We're pretty much on all of them, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, yeah, YouTube, on every single one of them. Um, to get to where we are easily, just head over to our Instagram, which is Strap Season Podcast. Or our Twitter, Strap Season Pod, and in the link of both of those um, platforms, there, there's a link in the bio that has all of our links. So please make sure you do that for us, guys. We'd like to engage with you lot. But um, yeah, man, let's not waste time, man. Um, I'm looking forward to this one because we've got mm. two brilliant fights to review, and obviously one excellent fight next week to preview. So let's get straight into it, man. Um, I want to start with the ladies. You called to start with the ladies? Yeah, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's 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 call the spade a spade. That's the fight that stole the show of the evening, right? It was two fights, two mega fights on yesterday. One was just incredible. And we'll get we'll get onto it now. Oh, we said we said it before. We said it before when, yeah. when the fight announced, we yeah. knew what was the fight. So yeah. We knew which one would probably be more exciting. They're both incredible fights, but we knew there was one that's definitely gonna be mad exciting. Um, yeah, man. As we get into this, I, I, yeah. I want us to have like an agenda of how we break this one down. So let's start with like the, the preamble. The, the, yeah, the okay. Preamble, get into the fight. Yeah. Then we talk about the commentary. And <laughs> we have to talk about the commentary and then goofballs. Yeah. Then we talk about what, what's next and whatnot. I okay. Okay, cool. All right. So, yeah, let's, let's start with the preamble. Do you want to kick us off with that then? Yeah, um, obviously. Um, a lot has been made of this fight. Mm. Ali talks about the biggest um, woman's fight in history, Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor. Mm-hmm. I think when, like I mentioned earlier, when we these fights were announced and the dates were announced, um, we said this fight is huge for women's boxing. Um, it will go down in history, one for the ages, at Madison Square Garden, a sold-out crowd, first time a uh, woman's fight is headlined at Madison Square Garden. And this is for undisputed, all the marbles, highest payday in women's boxing history, all of that, all coming into one. And yeah, obviously, these two are the biggest, well, two of the biggest women's fighters in the history of the sport and currently in terms of their accolades and their skill level. And yeah, talked up and coming into the fight, the atmosphere was crazy. I mean, what, what did you make of the atmosphere? Absolutely insane. Um Obviously, it being in New York, obviously, I knew Amanda Serrano would have a, have a big following there. Obviously, being Puerto Rican, but New York sort of born and New York raised. Um, obviously, they, obviously they're obviously they out there in the droves, aren't they? So, but I also knew that Katie Taylor, Irish fans, as we know, up there in terms of the best boxing fans in the world, to be honest, who in terms of what they, in terms of traveling and backing their fighter, they're, they're always local. So I knew that both fighters would have huge support in the arena. 
And before the fight was even, before it was main event time, you could hear it. You could hear the buzz. You could feel the buzz, the anticipation. The crowd was going off. The crowd was going off, bro. From before, before the ring walks even started, they were going crazy. And you could just feel it. Um, through watching it through your screen, you could feel it. It was crazy. Um, yeah, I, I think, honestly, I'm not even sticking my neck out here or anything. I think in terms of like best atmospheres that I've like viewed from a screen, boxing, boxing-wise, I think it might be top three, you know. I, it, it felt magical. I can't lie, man. The atmosphere felt insane. Bro, insane. I mean, the ring walks, those ring walks, very contrasting, very different ring walks. Yeah, Amanda Serrano's was pumped, but you pumped up. Obviously yeah, came up to New York. Jones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a hundred guns, hundred clips. Hey, <laughs> yeah, like New York baggers and then the Puerto Rican one. I did, I, yeah, I did the pepper. Yeah, hey, that song's a bagger still. That song's a freaking banger. Yeah, boy. You can see the, the atmosphere. She was Trust. And then Katie Taylor's one come out. To contrast it. Mm-hmm. Complete contrast. Walking in slow. Slow. Taking her time, taking in that you know, just taking in the atmosphere. It, oh. it it was definitely like where Amanda's was more turn turn you up, get 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 hyped, get excited. Kate Taylor's sort of for me, I guess, tugged on more the emotional heartstrings. Mm. It was a bit more emotional. It was a bit more, you know, you can feel it. Um, so yeah, it was cold. Bro, Kate Taylor's ring walk might be one of my favorite ring walks of all time. I that, can't that, lie. that that one for you, yeah. Yeah. It was magical, right? Like, deep in, like, the occasion, it just felt like a movie, you know? You know where someone's directing it and it's just like, mm. no emotion. I clocked, someone chucked an Irish flag and then he heard pizza up a bit around his neck. Yeah. I know he was lost in the moment. He <laughs> <laughs> had it around his neck. He was just soaking it in that, as well. Like, that reminds like, me, we're going to have to do, one, one, one of these days, we'll do, we might have to do an episode of, like, best ring walks, best and worst ring walks, you know, because we've seen some... We've seen some fantastic ones, I can't lie. So, yeah, we might have to do that one one of these days. Like, yeah, top, top ring walks. Because we've seen some sick ones. Think about it. We've seen some, we've seen some wavy ones. Chris, the CV, Chris Eubank, Senior. Yeah. Tyson. All of, yeah, there's, yeah. Even recently, Kel Brook, all the, all the lights, the piano. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that Katie Taylor ring walk was just magical for me. Especially okay. given the occasion. Yeah. It was magical. Yeah, let's, let's move on to the fight, yeah? Let's move on to the fight, you see me? Um, boy, I mean, obviously, as we mentioned, this, this fight's had so much years of anticipation. And it's safe to say, bro, it delivered. I mean, we didn't question it. We knew this fight was going to be incredible. The fact that, obviously, just off the fact that it's a women's boxing fight and they all, they all come to fight, and obviously we know what type of fighters these two are. We knew... It was going to be nothing short of incredible, but I think it was good that it was so incredible, so that the casual can see what women are capable of delivering and what they've been delivering actually since since women's boxing has sort of been given a platform. It's always been amazing. So, um, yeah, man, the fight itself it, it went how I thought it was going to go, in the sense that we knew Katie Taylor is someone that you probably say is the better boxer between the two. Um, better footwork, better hand speed. And Amanda Serrano is someone that likes to come forward, puts pressure on fighters, throws a lot. I think they said she throws the most punches per round out of any women's boxer. Am I correct in saying that, Flores? I think I think they, I think they dropped that stat. Oh, they, they said that or in the in the division, she drops the most punches per round. So we knew that she'd be coming forward, applying pressure, 
and backing her power because she really does back her power and she's got a lot of knockouts to show for it. Um, so round one's come now. I've given that round to Katie, I believe. I just thought she was... I thought the game plan that she was coming with was correct in terms of being the back foot, let Amanda come to her and just beat Amanda to the punch with her faster hands and superior footwork. And she was timing Amanda and just getting off her flurries. Because you see Katie Taylor, she tends to fight in flurries. <laughs> I catch in flurries, but that's how she tends to operate. So that's how that's how round one went for me. I thought, okay, yeah, good, good round from Katie. We can sort of see the play, what's going to go on during this fight. A man's going to be the one chasing. KE is going to be the one that's on the back foot, trying to catch her when she comes inside. And that's what she did, didn't it? Um, yeah. What were your thoughts on round one? Yeah, she came out with a game plan of um, using her feet, using her movement, and pretty much trying to counter um, Amanda as she comes in or use her speed to get in and out kind of thing. Yeah. Flurries or a quick pop shot here and there. Yeah. Trying to use her movement and going around and keeping keeping a distance. It was, it was very much a battle of distances, actually. She was keeping a distance at that time. And Amanda's trying to work her way in, kind of with the jab, but not so much. Using the jab more as a range finder. As, yeah. As um, yeah, good <laughs> good game, game plan for Katie Taylor initially. But Yeah, um, good that you <laughs> touched upon that, because as we've highlighted so many times in this pod before, KT is really good. That's kind of her bag. That's what she's best at in terms of how she fought that round one. But KE is a proud Irish woman and she's very, very liable to being invited into a scrap, shall I say, and and sitting in the pocket, <laughs> sitting in her pocket and letting her hands go. She, in fact, it's not even easy to tempt her. She's, she's sorry, it's not even hard to tempt her. You twist her arm a little bit and she will happily jump in with that scrap. So I, I thought to myself, this is going to happen at some point where, because I think rounds two, you're, you're seeing the same sort of thing again. Kate on the back foot, Amanda's sort of trying to chase her down, walk her down. Amanda started investing the body and it was nice body work as well. She was, she was, she was trying to go for it towards the body. Um, Katie was head hunting, to be honest, for, for the entire fight, whilst Amanda was happy to, you know, throw some shots of purchase towards the body. So two, similar sort of pattern as round one. But three, you're starting to see Amanda's starting to cut off the ring a bit better. Katie Taylor is, I don't want to say the game plan's unraveling, but she's sitting a bit more in the pocket a bit more now and looking to trade a little bit, etc. So with that being said, I thought to myself, okay, it's about it's about three, round three or four now. When I can see that, Katie Taylor to me looks tired. As in, she's... She's not sitting down. Obviously, I think for her entire fight, she didn't sit down on her stool whenever the, the bell went. <laughs> you know, at one point. <laughs> you know, oh, did, did, did she sit down eventually? I swear she was step. No, Which round? After round five. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. After round five. So the first couple of rounds, she wasn't she sitting down. And I'm looking at her. She was, looking, she was breathing heavy, blah, blah. Amanda's looking composed and not tired. So I'm there saying, I'm there thinking to myself, bro, Katie looks like she's shattered. And Amanda's, she, and she's starting to slow down. Amanda's dragging her into this little scrap that, she, that suits her. And boy, if it carries on like this, I reckon second half of the fight, we're going to see Amanda Serrano take over. I said that, I think, I think I messaged you that in round four. Round five now, it didn't even take long to happen. What happened in round five now? 
Katie Taylor's probably had the worst run of her career. Um, Amanda's got to her in a big, big way. From Like I said, from around three or four, Katie was starting to slow down. Amanda was starting to get to her and hit all these big, powerful shots. And then round five, she trapped her in the corner and boy, she unloaded. And it wasn't like a full unloaded in terms of like it was one way. Katie Taylor was firing back. Let's, 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 let me throw it out there. Katie Taylor is never going to let herself be out. Like, you know, she's not going to get destroyed like that. But the fact of the matter is, in terms of the power states, you could see that Katie's shots weren't really having any, weren't having any effect on Amanda Serrano, really. Whilst Amanda's shots were hurting Katie. Katie. I think that's the round where she busts her nose. Uh, well, yeah, blood was teeming from her nose, I think. And boy, it looked at one point where she was severely, severely hurt. And she was close to even going down. It, it, it was it was that it was that bad at one point in that fifth round. Round round a round from hell for Katie Taylor. Like that's definitely the worst round she's had. That's the biggest adversity she's faced in a round. It was peak, man. I think a lot of people were thinking, rah, this could be stopped right now. At <laughs> that fifth round, when that was going down, floors, were you worried in terms of like, yo, we might yeah. see Amanda take this? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was looking at because. That's like you said, she, she doesn't mind exchanging. She, in fact, she, she she probably invited it. Yeah. <laughs> she went to the corner and they both started trading, trading off. Both were landing. Yeah. Like you said, our stakes landed with Serrano. Mm. And I'll tell you what, in those exchanges, Serrano picks the better shots because she'll go to the body as well. The body work. Yeah. She was throwing uppercuts in there. I think a few uppercuts yeah. is what really that dazzled, <laughs> dazzled her Katie Taylor. So uh-huh. just exchanging hooks she's landing the short uppercuts yeah. right to the body as well so she's mixing up so she was landing the better shots while Katie Taylor was almost just not windmilling but then she's trying to use her hand speed to throw these hooks yeah, to get out of trouble yeah, yeah. but it's and not at one, yeah at one point in the corner her hand gets caught between the ropes and yeah. that's when it kind of went downhill because she went to throw one she might have missed but then now she's got focused on my arms caught and get out and Amanda just landed a few more she tried to get out it started training in the middle of the ring Amanda's piecing her up and it looked like Katie Taylor could go down. She was in serious trouble and that maybe could even get stopped. It was, it was looking that bad, but she was yeah. still throwing. But she was that, getting that's the key thing. Um, it's the fact that she, like I said, Katie Taylor, she's such a warrior, man. She's such a warrior because even though she looked in trouble in those rounds, I knew she would, she, she, if she was to go down, she'd go down swinging. She, she's never one to let someone overwhelm her, even if she's losing the round and she's clearly, you can see her, she's getting, her face was bashed. So you're seeing that she's getting pieced up. She was always going to be firing back with some sort of combos to get out of trouble. And that's what she did. But I'm there thinking off this fifth, boy, I'd already predicted, I've already seen that obviously the pattern, the fact that she looks super tired, Amanda looks super calm and super fit, super composed. This is happening as early as the fifth. I put it to the second, I mean, second round takeover, I mean, second half takeover at the time. So I'm thinking this could be really bad because Amanda Serrano can go from strength to strength here. Katie Taylor could be fading right now. Um, so yeah, it's got, it's got into round six. I think uh, round six as well. I actually think that was a decent bounce back round from Katie. Mm-hmm. She, she didn't look, I thought she would, I thought after that fifth round, such a big momentum shift you might see Amanda go from strength to strength, but Katie sort of brought it back a little bit. It was still shaking around for her. She could tell she was still wasn't fully back yet in terms of her legs, etc. but she didn't ship as much punishment as she did in the fifth round. 
So I remember thinking from six, through, through rounds one to six, I had it three, three, bro. I had it three apiece on the scorecards. I had a three apiece on the scorecards, a draw. I don't know what these other scorecards was, were saying, Chris Mannix and them, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to them, but I think I had the exact same scorecard as Tony Bellew, actually, from what I remember, because I remember thinking, yes, Bellew's got it right. Chris Mannix is chatting smack. But anyways, 3-3 three, three at this time, through six, and I'm thoroughly enjoyed what I'm seeing. Um, but yeah, second half of the fight now. It's odd, man, because Amanda Serrano, I don't know if she punched herself out in that fifth round, in that fifth, yeah, I don't know if she punched herself out in that fifth round activity, or she kind of thought that she was so far ahead in the scorecards, but she kind of left off the gas a little bit from, from round seven onwards. It was quite strange. Um, and we've seen Katie Taylor in the second half of the fight come back with a second wind. And instead of inviting Amanda Wren to trade in the pocket with her, she's gone back to her tactics that we saw in round one, round two, trying to box on the outside, hand speed, footwork, etc. catch Amanda as she comes in. Um, so yeah, it was, it was very interesting that we saw that amazing peak from Amanda Serrano. She looked like she, you know, had Katie where she wanted her. And then she's kind of weaned off the gas a little bit. It was quite weird. Um, but yeah, I'm not too sure if it was just, like I said, her punching out herself out maybe, or just maybe the, maybe Katie Taylor's second win was just so good. But yeah, man, what, what were your thoughts on Amanda, I guess, sort of coming off the gas a little bit from the second half of the fight? I think she punched herself out, man. Mm. Um, Spending so much energy, she saw how many punches she threw that um, fifth round and how many she landed. Mm. Uh, gave her her best shots, and may- maybe she thought, "Ah, Katie will start to fade." It, in a sixth, like you said, the sixth round, Katie came out a little better than expected. Um, yeah. Not that she won the round as such, but she still had fight. You, you think, "Ah, she might be trying to survive or a few more shots that she could go," but she came out almost ready to fight again. Like, yeah, let's go. Mm. Like she. Not that she shook it off completely. Um, but yeah, I, I thought maybe Serrano punched herself out because it's a, it's a 10 round fight, it's two minutes. You're not thinking you're so far ahead that you're going to take a fourth of gas in the seventh. You're yeah. Go for the kill. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird though because she looks so fit and composed, even leading up to that fifth. Yeah, maybe she didn't look like she was breathing heavy at all. Maybe, it, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was a punch herself out because I'm there thinking this woman looks a lot fitter and stronger than Katie Taylor. I'm there thinking Katie Taylor's looking like she's going to fade. But this is, I guess, testament once again to Katie Taylor's pride and her, just her being a warrior because she got that second wind and she got back to her boxing. And even though the remaining rounds from round seven to 10 were competitive and all action back and forth, she was landing the better shots to me. She, she was getting the better of the rounds, landing the better shots and... Even low-key buzzing Serrano a couple of times as well, like just with the hand speed and whatnot. So in the end, she ended up cutting Serrano as well. So yeah, man, I, I, it was that the last three rounds was interesting fight because I'm, I've given the early rounds, obviously, to Katie, middle portion kind of Serrano, and then once again, the later rounds again to Katie Taylor. Um, and yeah, man, just testament to, just credit to her how amazing she is because she had to dig deep. She really did dig, dig, dig deep. You know what it is? Um... It's not even so much Serrano punched herself out because I don't think she was knackered. I'm not going to say that. She didn't seem but, knackered to me, yeah. Yeah. It was Katie Taylor's going back to the using her footwork. Yeah. So when she was 
engaging with her and training with her. Serrano can get off her work. Yeah. Like, you're you're going to stay in front of me and trade. I'm going to go, go go to town almost. Yeah. And now she's with her, using her footwork, moving, getting out of the way, not staying mm. in the pocket with bang with her. Serrano footwork went as quick as um, Katie Taylor, so she weren't going to get to her almost when she's trying to get away. So she yeah. didn't allow her to her work almost. Um, and I think that might have played more of a factor than as, as her punching herself out as such. Mm. But um, I do think she expended a lot of energy that fifth round and she went up in the tempo as such. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah. Um, obviously, well, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that towards the end. But um, let's, let's talk about that tenth round, bro, because... This, this has been such an amazing fight from round one to nine. We've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been nuts. Um, all action, back and forth, seesaw kind of thing. What you're thinking now, wow, what a fight. I'm applauding before he gets to the attempt, thinking, okay, ladies, you know, send us off right. Like, let's let's have it, let's have it proper now. Final round. And it's a close fight. I'm going to ask you a question. Did you expect nothing less for that 10th round to go like that. <laughs> oh, bro, it, was, it tops my expectations. I can't lie to you. You, you, you actually thought, you, 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 thought you, you didn't think it'd be that as good as what it, it, it delivered, I, I right? Thought they would, I thought like the last, they'll, they'll bang out for like the yeah. last minute. They'll yeah. Out for two oh, for two, <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was going to say like, I knew, those, I knew they were going to do madness in that 10th, yeah. but not from, from the moment they touch gloves and they go <laughs> crack. That's how they, they touch gloves Amanda was straight in the face. <laughs> they got cracking immediately, bro. Um, just, oh my gosh. That's one of the best last rounds I've seen in a long, long time. Both of them swinging for the hills. Um, Katie Taylor was swinging with such viciousness that she was even almost, she almost touched the canvas off her own swing. <laughs> she swagged so wildly and she was just letting her hands go so much. She lost balance. That's how much these ladies put into that final 10th round. Incredible from both of them. Um, blood blood teaming from both their faces. Yeah, just unreal. Proper war, man. A proper, war. proper war. Proper war. No, neither of them wanted to give an inch. Neither of them were, you know, were willing to like back off or anything. They were just happy to sit there in the pocket and just throw hell to the... Bro, there was no looking to slip punch or nothing. It was literally, I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw as many of these as I can. <laughs> Trying to, trying to early, early on, she was trying to slip her throat, slip her throat, but then she just busted it. She, she gave up and said, Yeah, let me just stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. It was literally, I'm gonna throw as many of these punches as I can within a two limit time limit, two, two minute time limit, and then we'll see what one after. Literally, that was it. I'm so happy they did that as well, bro. You could barely hear the bell at times. I could, I could barely hear the you have a 10 second clapper, I could barely hear it because. The crowd was going crazy. Like I said, let's let's go back to the atmosphere. The atmosphere was it twice where the, the referee the referee couldn't even twice. twice the referee couldn't even hear the the bell because the crowd was so loud and they were going so crazy, and the atmosphere was that mad that yeah the referee. <laughs> yeah. There was one time, in fact, I think Serrano like got a few digs in after the bell, but it's because the referee didn't hear it. So, Jebba <laughs> Katie Taylor was like she she paused like and she she, she was pointing yeah she was pointing. Amanda was still trying to. <laughs> oh, too funny. Um, but yeah, man, what an incredible ten round war. The commentator said afterwards that you know that's the female fight of the year. I was like, nah, it's not the female fight. That's that's probably the fight of the year. We're only in May, but 
that's already going to be so hard to beat male or female as the best fight of the year. Um, just something quick. I actually ran it back. Well, this morning, you know, this later on today, I ran it back. I, you ran it back as well, right? <laughs> yep. yep. Run it back again. <laughs> <laughs> quick before bed, my, right? Yeah, run it back a third, fourth time. Just unbelievable. Hats off to these ladies for actually a truly historic, historic night. As you said, man, this had all the history, all the belts on the line. The fact that it's two of the best within those two weight cl- within that weight class. It's number one versus number two um, within, in this division. Um, the fact that it's been built up for so many years. MSG, first ladies headlining. Like, it's just everything about this was historic. All we needed was the fight to deliver. It did more than that. This was this this was eleven out of ten fight, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. I'm 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 so. I'll tell you what I am disappointed about. I don't think enough casuals preed it. I think only pure books. Brother, brother, I I even messaged my boys. It's like I messaged my boys when I woke up today, telling people, bro, you guys on the road, you guys need to watch Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano. Well, I, I was, I was, I was, I was sending it. I was sending, yeah, I was, te- I was sending that. You know the zone highlight package. Yeah, I was sending that to group chats. You lot take this in, honestly, incredible. So, yeah, man. Well, it was it's an amazing fight, and I think this fight here will do so much for women's boxing. Um, you know how when we ask people um, what got you into boxing, uh, that question when we have our guests on, yeah, about what. This fight for future generations will be the fight girls talk about and boys. I hope so. I hope so. It better be. This fight has done so much, not just for women's boxing, and for boxing in general, for The Zone, for Eddie Hearn, for MSG. Everyone involved in this fight is a historic moment for them as individuals, as a collective, for boxing in general. This, this is a special moment in terms of a fight being built up and living up to the hype. And everyone just soaking it in, everyone enjoying it, everyone saying it's brilliant. You saw the tweets after from people. I was literally everyone... gonna say I was so happy to see the adulation that these girls got from not just lit you know, not just female boxers, male boxers, male pros, big big guys like Errol Spence, etc., were all tweeting saying this is an amazing fight of the year. Hats off to these ladies, giving these ladies the props that they deserve. And that honestly, that honestly made me like when I'm scrolling through the timeline, just seeing these tweets from these people, it actually made me happy because these girls deserve it. They more than deserve it. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna hat on the big shout out to obviously Jake Paul and Eddie Hearn for getting this over the line because I know that those two got these girls paid. Yeah, I think they said it's the highest ever purse, um, you know, for a, a women's boxing fight. And they flipping deserve it. So I'm happy that, you know, those two were involved and they got it over the line, getting these two paid. Um, yeah, man, just everything from the teams to the camps, to the promoters, MSG, the fans, everything that sort of made this happen and made this such a historic night, hats off to everyone, honestly. Um, yeah. We highlight everyone involved. David Diamante was turned up. <laughs> he, he was too turned <laughs> I was looking at it, I was like, yeah, he's loving this. I'm yeah. telling you, everyone involved, this is a special moment for them. And yeah. it's going to, just being part of it is, is going to like almost change them. Like the zone, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the zone, the zone must got best subscribers because of this fight. I, I hope so. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this production here and it being one of the best fights, the zones in, in, his, in the history books because of it. MSG yeah. history books. But yeah. Brilliant fight, man. And yeah. Credit to both fighters once again. None of them took backward steps. 
both high level fight as well, not just a yeah. high level fight because they were yeah. doing some stuff in it. Exactly. Um, now, it wouldn't be a big fight without some moans and groans, flows. So let's let's get your eye on these out because there were just a few things I wasn't too happy about. Um, let's talk about the zone commentary team. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we, we well we alluded to it earlier, but yeah, um, we weren't the only ones that complained. Let's put it that way. I think yeah. you could, the complaints were right throughout the timeline. Um, just two people I want I want I want to highlight. Um, Chris Mannix. <laughs> and Jessica well, no, Bozo. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Bozo. <laughs> that's Bozo Weeks already Chris Raddick <laughs> uh, Jessica McCaskill um, yeah let's, talk, quickly get, get, let's get, get rid of Chris first because why is it that every single the zone card this guy's scorecard is so at odds with mine and everyone else's everyone else has boxing sense that it's, it's baffling bro it's it's happened so many times. I'm messaging I'm saying, yo, Chris Mannix scorecard's a joke. What, what fight is Chris Mannix watching? I've tweeted it bad times off, off the account. It's nuts. This guy had, I think, at round six, you know where I had it 3-3? Three, three? This, this brother had it 5-1 Serrano. I said, what fight are you watching? Nah, man, insane, insane. And then, yo, it, it, it's pretty clear that Jessica McCaskill wants to fight Katie Taylor again, right? <laughs> Yeah, you can tell. It's, 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 I think it's quite clear that she wants revenge because, yeah, because Katie beat her in, what, 2018? Um, yeah, I, I remember that fight as well. It's quite clear that she wants to fight Katie Taylor again because I felt like, once again, we wasn't the only ones to highlight this, but the, the commentary from her was so biased towards Serrano, her and Mannix, really. Um, it was almost as if they had everything Katie Taylor did, they were watching on mute. These <laughs> When I watched the back, I was paying attention to what they were saying. Kate Taylor be getting off with her good work. Was pissed me Guys were talking about a different sport. They were talking about NFL. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are coming on the fight? Well, there'll be times where Katie Taylor will probably get the better of exchange, but because Serrano landed like one big shot, they'll say, oh, hard shot from, hard right from Serrano. And I'm like, but Katie Taylor pieced up for that combination. Like, she hit her three, four times before Sora got off that one shot. But cool, ignore it. It was annoying me. It was, it was, a, it was very, very annoying. Um, very, very biased. Like, okay, Jessica McCaskill has reason. And to be fair to her, mm. up until that fight, her commentary had been pretty good. Her analysis had been pretty good. She, 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 bro, I've been seeing her get praised. As yeah, in, she, just a she, she's, she, she, Yeah, yeah. I would hate her too tough. But I know, like, I tweeted, like, look... She's killing me because you might as well just say you don't like Katie Taylor. It's obvious. I just, I just stopped talking because, yeah. yeah, she was killing me. But Chris Maddox is the one I have a problem with because if you clocked this guy, he said, oh, Katie Taylor needs to stay in the pocket and back. <laughs> yeah, close. He kept saying that Katie Taylor's game plan, you know, the, the round one, round two game plan yeah. in terms of box and move. She said, oh, it's failed. It's wrong. It's not working. She needs to try and you know, being there with her in the fire and bang out with her. Mm. I'm saying, bro, you listen to what you're saying. You saw what happened. She did that in round five. It was peak. She, bro, he even had the nerve to say, well, Katie Taylor's used two game plans already and it's failed. She now yeah. needs to find a third. I said, you're, you're taking the piss, Chris. And you know what? <laughs> by round eight, he changed his tune. <laughs> he said, get back to the, yeah. 
Thinking, oh, this is working, this is working. She needs to keep doing this. He's clown, clown. I just give a casket as well. She agreed with me when he, he said, ah. Oh. That's what annoyed me because she's she a boxer. And then she changed the tune as well. Yeah. <laughs> keep doing this. I was like, but this is what she was doing. And you said it weren't working. So yeah, them two were, were, were moving nuts and the commentary was, yeah, a bit of a shambles. I'm glad they cut to Tony Belly for a brief moment and he gave well, a, a, a brief moment of sanity. <laughs> and even, I think it, it even, Cla- even Clarissa, her analysis was on point. Like when yeah. they cut to Clarissa, she, she spoke the thing. She's, you know, you, you know, they, they, they usually accuse Clarissa of always siding with the non-white fighter, but she was actually very fair <laughs> today. Yeah. Yeah, but she she respects both both of them highly. Yeah, yeah. Tenth round. Who was the co commentator? It was Jessica McCats. Was it wasn't Chris Mannix or someone else? No, it was um. Oh, I can't remember. It's, it's it's the main design. I can't remember his name. But uh, Todd Grisham. Yeah. Is it him? Yes, yes. Todd Grisham. I think that's him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Todd Grisham. Um, Jessica McCats was like, oh, Katie Taylor's getting caught with big shots here. <laughs> Todd Grisham said, well, she's landing her own too. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is. <laughs> I was like, nah, I need to lock this up. You're, you're, you're violated. I told Grisham, he was the only one. Yeah. Speaking Literally, Grisham and Bellew and obviously Clarissa, they were the only ones who, you know, I thought were being fair, objective, etc. But Mannix and McCaskill were one side else that night, man. On side else. Both of them. It was, it was nuts. Um, but yeah, hats off to both fighters. Naturally, obviously, we got asked now what's next. Well, we've never said the result. Oh, we got so excited. Yeah. Okay, so on the pub last week, we predicted, we reckon it would be Katie Taylor SD. That's exactly what it went down with the judges. The first judge had it, what, 94? No, no. Was it 96, 93? Serrano? I can't remember. But yeah, the first judge judge got read out for Serrano. Other two judges had it for Katie. Um, Katie Taylor wins, retains, and still by SD, happy with the decision. I think the decision went the right way. I had Katie Taylor winning. I can also see how you could have Amanda Serrano winning, maybe, mm, just about, because some of those rounds were close swing rounds. But I was very confident to me in saying that, okay, you might say Katie Taylor's face is more bashed up and she's taken more power shots than she's landed compared to against Serrano, etc. But you take away the fact that it's simple. Apart from those middle rounds, I thought Katie Taylor got the better of earlier earlier rounds, and then she got the second win towards the later end of the fight, and also took those rounds too. Yes, the the rounds Amanda won, they might have been a lot more convincing, but we know how boxing works. We know how it's scored. It's round by round. So even though the rounds Katie Taylor won might have been closer, to me she won those rounds. So I gave her those points. So I was happy with the decision. Um, it was an incredible fight. So. Obviously, you've got a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, Serrano took that or the judges' scorecards are wrong. But, yeah, for me, it went to the right woman. Happy days. What were, you? What, what were your thoughts on the scorecards and judging? I think you had it similar to me, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Once again, last episode, we recorded it accurately. But, yeah, again, we said it's going to be a close fight. We're going to have a difference in opinions, split decision. We, even then we said oh, they're going to have to need to run it back immediately because people are going to call for it um, that's the first first thing I said run it back um, great fight um, I think I, I agreed with the decision I'm yeah. okay to take one I, I, um, but yeah, you can see a few swing rounds maybe a draw I think yeah. a draw other steps 
at best. But then if someone said Serrano won, you could they could maybe argue certain rounds, maybe. But for me, scoring it twice, yeah. I'd, I saw Katie Taylor winning either seven four or six three. Um, six, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, seven, seven three, six four. Yeah, yeah. Um, is yeah, what I'd say is the best Katie Taylor could have, and then you might say six four to Serrano if you could argue a few rounds. But I, I, I think the most the two swing rounds I would say were probably the fourth and seventh. Mm. I gave the tenth to Serrano because even though that's a close round, I, I just I think she had pressure immediately. So she, yeah, she did. She round. did. Yeah. So I, I gave that to her. But um, swing rounds seventh and fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Was, there was no losers in that fight, man. Just because of it was bigger than both of them, man. Yeah. And skill they displayed, the heart they displayed, the action they displayed, they lived up to the hype. So no losers, regardless. But yeah, no, no, no losers for everyone. Um, us, us as fans, both fighters, the stock has increased even further. Um, yes, Amanda lost, but it's almost sometimes it's, it's a good loss because, yeah, she's been a part of something historic and she pushed the best women's fighter, which well, people say she's the best women's fighter of all time, isn't it? Um, obviously, we know someone who could debate that, but... <laughs> the best, 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 best Irish athlete of all time. Yeah, yep, they're saying that. I agree. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've got nothing to say to that. I think that's fair. Um, I think in the heat of the moment, I tweet off the account, wherever the result, run it back immediately. But let's 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 talk about that because <coughs> naturally, obviously, we know why they should run it back. Look, look what it produced and the fans loved it. Um, I, I remember I said that, I, I think we both agreed that. I think this should probably be Katie Taylor's last fight. Um, she should perhaps if she wins this, think about calling it a day, sort of go out on a high. Um, I still believe that. I still think that Katie Taylor should hang her up now. I think she should walk away from the sport. She's, she's been part, her last fight was something historic. She got the W. However, I know the nature of the business and money always talks. And she, she, will even, she was even the one that, they didn't even have to prompt her. She said, let's run it back afterwards doing the interview, she said, oh, yeah, happy to run it back. So I feel like they're probably going to run this back, you know. And I can't complain. I'm happy with it. As a, either way, I'm happy as a fan. But I feel like from, from a career perspective, I feel like she's achieved everything now. There's nothing more for her to do. If you want to go out on a high, this is the time to do it. Because in a rematch, it could go differently. It could go differently. But then again, if it does go differently in the rematch, then we're going to have a first fight, aren't we? <laughs> this could be a, this could be the start of a trilogy, bro. This could really be the start of a trilogy. And they're talking about maybe potentially having a rematch in Ireland, Croke Park in Dublin, which is 80k odd. They reckon they can fill it. How historic is that for a women's fight now in an 80k stadium? That's 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 crazy. So I can see why that's so hard to say no to which is probably why we're probably going to have this run back. Um, but yeah, do you have any thoughts towards, I guess, them running it back or whether she should call it a day now? Um, or not? I want to see more. I can't lie to you. Right. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I, I think she's great. Um, like obviously, these fights, she's taken a more, she's been touched a bit more than she previously has done, but that comes with stepping up, that comes with fighting the best. Yeah. Um, she's had a long career to be fair to her um, but now she's had this breakthrough moment another break 
the earning opportunities are through the roof. So yeah. capitalize off it. She deserves it. I guess in terms of rematch, last episode, once again, I said that I need a rematch. I need a trilogy. I asked if there was a rematch close. I want to see them fight now, fight again, because I just knew the t- type of fight we'd have. And of course, you have people saying that it was a robbery. Um, Jake Paul said something like that. Don't know where he's getting robbery from. Please like, relax. Have a robbery. And then people saying, ah, oh, how was it that fifth round, the 10-8 round? Like, relax. Oh <laughs> <my gosh. laughs> but people do the most when they're riding for their, their fight and saying, oh, it should have been 10-8. One, Katie Taylor was still swinging back and she weren't just getting pieced up and shelled up. And she didn't touch the canvas and call for silly 10-8 rounds. But yeah, I think just in terms of the earning potential and how much more they can do for women's boxing through a second fight, a third fight, they should do it. Um, they've earned money this time. Mm. People would happily pay for the second one and it would bring more eyes to the sport, a second one. Yeah. And yeah, Katie Taylor has a 49 and God knows when. I don't know. <laughs> She's always fighting in London, America. Yeah. So even fighting in Cardiff <laughs> in AJ's other cards. So yeah, do a homecoming in Ireland and sell out that stadium because we will sell out. Be another special occasion. 80k stadium full sellout for a women's boxing fight is insane. I, I think you need to deep how big of a milestone that is. And they'll do it. They will 100 percent do it. Irish fans will fill up will fill up for Katie Taylor in that stadium 100 percent And yeah, for that milestone, yeah, it's worth it, I guess. And obviously the money you're gonna make is worth it. Um <laughs> I'll tell you that if they huh? get tired, right, Serrano's not winning. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nothing the thing, though, that. because I feel like Serrano had it. She had a moment, and if she stayed on the gas, I think she would have taken that fight. You know, I mean, in terms of winning, um, if she stayed on the gas, so she she's had that taste of being that close and in terms of knowing what she has to do and what she has to work on to prevent it so it doesn't happen again. So we could very much see an up, boy, if that second fight happens in Ireland, we, uh, uh, I think Serrano could, she might have something for her, you know, she might have something for her. At the same time, Katie Taylor, that was almost of her own doing, you deep it. Yeah. If you, if you just avoid the stain in the pocket and box the move that maybe done, done that all night, it could have. But Flo's, we know her, she loves it. She's, she, she likes a tear up. She loves it. She won't be able to resist. She won't be able to resist in Ireland with the home the home fans guessing. Nah, she won't be able to resist. Yeah, she she get no, but she's not like she gets drawn out, like you say. She's like, oh, okay, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But man, yeah, hey. I, I, this is sometimes you need these rivalries. You need a dance partner, and these two are the perfect dance partners. Um, yes. Yeah, do it. Run it back, and they're both happy to run it back. Which yeah, is beautiful. Yeah, I'm sitting, and I need more people to see it. Yes, yes. Wake um, up next time, listeners. <laughs> listeners, I implore you. We implore you on the Straps in the podcast. Go and watch that fight. Honestly, it's worth it. You will not be from disappointed. Walk, from the ring walk to the end, what's yeah. it for? You will not be disappointed. I promise you. It is. It's that good, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's so funny because we said that. Clarissa Shields, Sarah Marshall is going to be women's fight of the year, but boy, that's <laughs> that might be out the window already. <laughs> I don't know if I could beat this. It could maybe, but boy, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> well, we, we both said this is the bigger fight anyway. So yeah, 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 yeah. That one, 
the build-up would be more fiery because the build-up for this was really just talk up of the moment and yeah. Eddie Hearn and Jake Paul going back and forth. Yeah. But yeah, special, special, special. Special, special. Two special fighters. Hats off to both of you. I was thoroughly entertained. I was... <laughs> how were you telling me that you you expended so much energy watching that fight you had to go eat <laughs> whoa recovery <laughs> ah recovery hey oh that's healthy so funny player. of what yeah. sorry Dan. I just a healthy player five in the morning yeah I was hungry I yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that plate that place was that, that plate was stacked but I said yeah you hit <laughs> recovery for real um yeah, man. Shout out to both fighters, man. Um, I'm definitely running this back before I go to bed again tonight. <laughs> um, and it's so funny because <laughs> this was one fight and we had two this night. <laughs> I said, wow, boy, over to you, Shakur. <laughs> oh, Shakur Stevenson, Oscar Vardas swiftly followed this fight. Great timing that this one ended and I think the ring walks and started for Oscar Vardas Shakur, which is great. Um, obviously, going off what the ladies have done, I wasn't expecting this fight to be more exciting and whatnot. I said, that's, that's a tough one to beat, to beat. I'll be so real. But as I said, I was expecting Shakur to come and do his thing in the good fight against a world-class opponent. Um, boy, I, I'm shocked, man. <laughs> I am shocked. I'm shocked because remember I said I was very bullish. I said Shakur Stevens is going to beat this boy. Very, you know, I was very, very confident in that. So it's going to be Shakur both W. Were. Huh? We both were. Yeah, we both were. We both were. However, I did not expect Shakur Stevenson to put on a masterclass such as this. I thought it would be competitive. It wasn't even that. Honestly, it was not competitive at all. Shakur made a world-class fighter, again, look completely ordinary. Made him look like he shouldn't be in the ring with him. From round four, folks, I said, this is over. Four rounds are gone. I said, this is done. It's done. Shakur Stevenson is absolutely just, I don't know, it wasn't even the boy. It was a battering, but yeah, it was a battering. It was a boxing masterclass. He battered Oscar Valdez, took my man's belt, with ease whilst having fun and playing around in there pretty much sometimes and laughing at him. Um, this boy is so, so good. <laughs> like, once again, I've, I'm almost running out of superlatives for him. He's that good. From round one, the jab was sharp. He was timing Oscar Valdez. Um, the footwork is incredible. He was a bigger man and he, he made, you know, he, he showed that he was a bigger man in there. Um, from round one, bro, from round one, I said to myself, wow, this, this kid looks sharp. This, this, this is mad. I've never seen Oscar Valdez look so limited offensively, ever. I'm trying to think, uh, even against um, Constantin where before he lost the fight, he still was giving a good effort and he still was throwing a lot. Flores, there was periods in that fight where Valdez wasn't even throwing. He couldn't. Shakur wouldn't even let him throw. He, was conf like, he looked fully befuddled as to what was in front of him and how he could break this kid down. Absolutely insane performance from, from Shakur Stevenson. He, like, like, it was easy for him. In fact, he even took rounds off later on. <laughs> he took rounds off later on and started playing around. It was that easy for him. Um, how good is this kid? <laughs> how, how good is he? <laughs> Stupid, because I'm all like we, we said, um, 
the Jamal Herrera fight was, we knew how good he was before yeah. that. We knew his potential. But that fight there cemented to me that this guy is different. Yeah. And the way he treated Jamal Herrera, I mean, treated him, I was like, this guy is going to dominate the division. It's calm. He's ready. He's ready for whatever yeah. it comes. Last season, last episode when I was saying he's going to get that boy, I really he meant it. he's going to get him. And yeah. The difference in class was the distance, the distance control he had. So you're looking at Oscar Valley. He doesn't even know how to get get in. He can't get he can't get in close with the jab because he's being jabbed out jabbed. Yeah. He's trying to walk in. He's getting picked up. He, he couldn't do anything. His footwork went as good, and <laughs> he does this. Uh, what's it? Shakur does this thing where he, he keeps he measures them with oh, his, yeah, yeah. his lead hand. The, 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 measures them and boom, just starts picking shots from the what, body. What 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 word to Floyd? That's 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 Floyd one on one. Floyd used to do it all the time, all the time. He puts his arms out on the head and he starts picking shots and boom. Yeah. And he's very surgical with his shot selection, very surgical. And he was having fun in there. He was smiling, sticking his tongue out. He took the piss. He, he flows. He was boiling. He was boiling. It was actually very rude from his. <laughs> it weren't like you. It weren't even competitive at some points. It was like, yeah, this is a rep. Like, this is really a rep. <laughs> from like, even from the second round, you can see boy. Yeah, by round four, I was saying, yeah, this is this is a foregone conclusion. To be honest, brother, this is Oscar Valdez. <laughs> that's the kingpin of the division. Let's let's not get this twisted. That's the best in the division. As I said, I've never seen Valdez, who is a Mexican fighter, all action, comes forward, pressure fighter, throws lots of punches. He he couldn't even get his work off. He looks so, so befuddled, man. I, like, <laughs> he's there trying to get inside. He can't. If he tries to get inside, quick check shot. Or I think even... what round, I was even saying that Valdez is so trying... Remember, in the first round, Valdez is twice tried swinging for Shakur, misjudged the distance and stumbled and lost his foot. He did that in the first <laughs> He did that twice in the first round. And that, that set the tone. That set the tone. Distance control is so good, man. It's in and out of range. Yeah. Perfectly. So good at it. And it wasn't as if Shakur, it, like I said, it was a very punch-wise, very economical from him. But just the accuracy. Like, this is what it's almost like this this is what we thought Broner would be like <laughs> in terms of res- you know what I mean what I'm saying in terms of very eco- very economical punching pinpoint accuracy and punching when you need to like that 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 was it for me it wasn't like he was overexerting himself he was it was it was a slow deliberate methodical pace and he was in control at all times now there were times when Valdez tried to turn up you know it's when there were the I think later rounds I mean the middle rounds where Valdez started trying to invest the body to try and slow him down and he would have his flurries and it was a very, very pro-Mexican crowd. So whenever the Valdez would start going, the crowd would start going crazy and whatnot. But these flurries were, weren't were doing anything. Um, they weren't putting a dent in Shakur. The body work wasn't working. Um, and every time Valdez would have a little flurry of activity, Shakur would just answer back with a couple of pinpoint, <laughs> pinpoint combinations and <laughs> Valdez would go quiet again. It was... <laughs> like he 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 little boy Valdez and in this situation Shakur is meant to be the little boy <laughs> that's the little what's boy, bad the little boy the free people <laughs> he's he's little boy all these guys are older than him and more expensive than him it's it's crazy um how good this kid is man um yeah unbelievable performance I, I even felt sorry for Valdez at times because he just couldn't he just couldn't work 
I've never he, seen Valdez look so 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 pitiful. I can't lie. Frustrated, man. He was frustrated. Um, when he got dropped to the sixth, I thought, yep. yeah, it's again. Um, what happened there? He overextended. Shakur check hook, and it, and it hit him uppercut again. Fell on the floor. Valdez was there protesting furiously, but I know he was pissed off. Like he no, couldn't he do nothing. Twice. He got caught twice. 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 Like it was a slip. He it uh, but he wasn't hurt. He wasn't that he was hurt. He no, was, it was. It's just more pride in it. His pride yeah. was hurt. But after that, uh, Shakur started taking rounds off and yeah. allowed others. Valdez showed heart. Let's let's give him credit because he fought fought to the end. Yeah, like to try and make it rough and ugly. He was. They were both trying to protest with the ref to get the ref on side and whatnot. Um, so he made it a fight, but it just weren't. Yeah, it was more Shakur just relaxing. And, yeah, he was, he was a smiling boy. You saw him in the tent <laughs> flexing and running. Right, right. He, he, in a tent, he started running, flexing, <laughs> laughing. The crowd were booing. He didn't care. He loved it. Yeah, he doesn't mind being the villain. He, um, yeah, he, he actually welcomes it. It's funny. Um, yeah, cool, yeah. we said it on this pod before. Shakur Stevenson's coming. We keep saying it. Stop sleeping, guys. Wake up. Because he's here, he's here now. He's here now. He's just beat up Oscar Valdez with ease. We said that there's no one else in the division for him to fight. He, he, he talked about, you know, he said he's happy to unify. But as we know, that move up to 135 is just a moment away. We're just waiting for that to happen. Hey, it's long for them, man. It's long for them, man. But the potential matchups in that 135 division, boy, man, got me salivating. Tasty. Tasty, tasty, stay tasty, man. I can't wait for when he moves up and he challenges these man. It's low for them. It's so long for them. They're gonna be ducking him like the plague. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's choosing to unify and become undisputed. Yeah, I think that's that's just a good, a quick win. <laughs> that's just an easy, easy W to grab. Wrap up that division. Yeah. See, yeah. There's no unfinished business here. Then go up and see what we want to see. And obviously, yeah, that man. Yeah. Yes, you, you man, you're not you're noticed now. You're noticed now because you see what he's doing. And that's not good. That's not okay. Let me not say it's, it's not a foregone conclusion for him to wrap up that division because, as you know, that division's got killers oh, too. Yeah, one forty-five. Oh, I said, yeah, one, no, one thirty. That's that's done. <laughs> I'm saying one, it's not a foregone conclusion for him to wrap up one thirty-five because, as we know, that division's got killers too. Haney, Loma. Tank, God, they made, guys, these guys are killers too. But he, this boy is coming with a lot of momentum and a lot of man behind him and a lot of confidence as well. He's scared of no one. I promise you that. I'm creasing at the names. Why don't you say Garcia? <laughs> Garcia too, my man. I forgot about it. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Garcia too, Garcia too. I'm, I, I play around with Garcia, but Garcia, Garcia is good. I like Garcia still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are the names we want to see all fight. So, yeah, on names and a hat, the better because yeah, there's only there's only so much. Let's not say ducking, but there's only so much other routes you can go. You have to meet with one of these guys at some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, to meet with all of them, we need to get all need to get on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, even the post fight, pre- I mean, the post fight interview. Obviously, Shakur is such a confident boy, hella confident. You know, he was like, yeah, it was easy for me, kind of thing. Valdez, bro, Valdez was so, Valdez was burning. <laughs> I could tell he was burning inside. Like he looked so, 
disconsolate and just sad and he was like yeah you know call me a good shot blah blah he's a good fighter like you know sort of shrugging your shoulders like <laughs> Valdez was pissed off hot because um, Julio Chavez was in the cut Canelo was in the cut <laughs> yeah <laughs> bear man were in the cut bear man in front of his legends yeah yeah man. He, he, he was yeah you could tell he was pissed off but there's nothing you could do man when you get someone that's good that, that that's that good it's just mad though because like Valdez is like I said he's not food this is a world class fighter this, this, this is the best in the division and Shakur has just treated him like a ragdoll. It's insane. Um, yeah, man, Shakur Stevenson, hats off again. You you know, you've been on our prospect list for a reason because we know how good you're going to be. <laughs> so everyone get hip now because the price of the bricks going up. <laughs> oh, it's going all the way up. But yeah, man, um, apart from that, yeah, I think that's it for the weekend's action. But the fun don't stop, bro, because... <laughs> This coming week, the best boxer in the world is back. <laughs> the world's best boxer is back. Canelo, Dimitri Bivol, light heavy. Let's go. <laughs> Let's flip it go. What do you reckon for this one, flows? <laughs> I can't believe this guy is really a light heavy, man. <laughs> I still can't believe it. Flows, um, believe it. It's here. Believe it. And you remember, we're going way, way back now on on the pod and I said if this guy goes up to light heavy and starts walking down Bivol and Baturbiev and piecing them up the way he's doing to these yeah. super middles uh, you know <laughs> I mean technically he's already done it yeah he, yeah he, well yeah it's crazy man um, I uh, I don't have words to describe this dude yeah so wise brilliant like <laughs> I'm watching Liam Smith v Jesse Vargas. I think Canelo fought this dude. Oh, yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's, he's at what, 175? 175, yep. That was 154 for him. Well, he fought Smith? Yeah. 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 154, and now he's at 175. And he's... he's Canelo's not huge. <laughs> We've said Canelo's not... A big, he's a small middleweight. It's crazy. And Bivol's no slouch. Like, people keep trying to disrespect who's Bivol. Bivol's a champion. A serious champion. Yeah, we, we, bro, we don't we see we know the pattern with Canelo now. Um oh fight so and so. He's a killer. Cool. He goes and beats so and so. That guy wasn't even that good, man. What he's he's he hasn't fought anyone. That's the pattern of every Canelo fight. They've they've rubbished they've rubbished what's his name? Um Callan Smith, they've rubbished Billy Joe, they've rubbished Kayla Plant. They've rubbished everyone this guy fights, they'll say, Oh, fight him, fight him, fight him. He beats them, he washes them or whatever. Either the fight was rigged or these guys were nobodies. They've beaten nobody. So I don't listen to that, man. These, yeah. But people have a Canelo agenda. Fair enough. You don't like him, you don't like him in it. But you can't say what you can't say what he's doing isn't historic and isn't for boxing. That's what I'm gonna say. It's crazy. Benavidez, Charlo, the people they're saying, they don't have a bivol on their resume. They don't. Yep. They couldn't beat Bivol. I'm saying that now. They couldn't. Yep. Charlo's not moving up to 175 and beating Bivol. He's losing. Benavidez. Yep. <laughs> Maybe Benavides has a big because he's he's one sixty eight. He's a big, he's got a better chance because he's big. But yeah, but let them two fight each other. Let's see who wins, and then they fight Bivol and win. After that, <laughs> said, that's a two stage. Yeah, fight Bivol. That's a two stage interview. Though. <laughs> Golovkin, go fight Golovkin and see what happens to you, man. Mm-hmm. Bivol beat Golovkin, 
I know you've you've been bullish in saying that before. You see, you've been watching the Golovkin. It was cold. I don't know what he's. always like. very cold. So yeah, let's so let's talk about it because obviously we 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 do this with every I guess Canelo fight. Um, yeah, um, he's again he's always fighting these cold guys, and it's like okay, which one of these cold guys can he eventually run into that's going to give him serious serious trouble? Do you see Bivol giving Canelo serious trouble on Saturday? You know what? I'm going to say this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bivol wins, but he doesn't win. Yeah, he flows. He doesn't get the decision. Oh my gosh. Bivol, I would have watched this fight, and Bivol's mm-hmm. going to. I believe Bivol will take take rounds. Yeah. Do enough to win, but won't win. And I'm not so, say- so you, so wait, so you're saying that if you, as in when you watch us on Saturday, scoring the fight, you think you're, you're going to buy 12, you're going to say Bivol's won that. Yep. On the scorecards for you. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I have to say, I don't care, like, I can't, you're not moving up to 175 and you're doing that. What's the point in weight classes? I, in fact, yes, I'm saying that Bivol's going to win, but Canelo's going to get it. It's going to be a close fight. It's going to be competitive. Okay. But by the end of it, I'll be so, like, oh. So yeah. you're saying that Dimitri Bivol is going to be Canelo's toughest test since Triple G? What do you mean? Well, remember Kovalev? I had Kovalev winning that. Yeah, but he knocked him. Yeah, but he knocked him out. So obviously, I, don't think I actually got... don't see Canelo's knocking out Bivol. I don't see him knocking out Bivol. So yeah. Okay. So okay. Yeah. A big war. I don't think it's going to be a big war. But Bivol's very intelligent when he boxes. He's very yeah. Smart. He's um, actually he's actually very underrated because he's Bivol's really good, yeah, at finding his range and getting on your chest whilst avoiding stuff coming his way. He's got really good head movement, very good hand placement as well, very good at blocking shots. Um, and Bivol's relentless. He comes forward. So I will be very surprised if I see, as you said, Canelo walking this man down and being the one that's the aggressor because that's Bivol's back. He walks on everyone. And he's very, yeah, relentless with it, as we saw against Craig, Craig Richards and whatnot. Um, I'd be interested to see if Canelo hurts this guy. Again, it's quite fearsome. It's quite worrying if Canelo's able to put a dent in this guy because Bivol is durable as well. Um, but we have seen Bivol outboxing portions a little bit. Craig Richards yeah. got to him a little, you know, Craig Richards, even though he started terribly and whatever, I think towards the end of a fight, Craig Richards finally sort of got what he had to do and was actually... I've boxed him in some portions, so I'm inclined to thinking that we're going to see more of the boxer Canelo in this fight as opposed yeah. to the walk-down Canelo. We're going to see Canelo more in his boxing bag again. Because we've said Canelo is a natural counter-puncher. He's added these other strings to his bow as he's got older and as he's gone along, as he's moved up the levels. But naturally, his game is counter-punching. So I think we might see a bit more of that with Canelo, obviously, against Bivol, with the head movement and the counter-punching. Uh... I can't see Canelo losing. I can't lie. He's <laughs> he's impossible. To, where is it even? Is, is it Vegas? Let me even check. Yeah, I don't, I don't see him losing, but I, 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 he's not. He can't be that good. He can't be so <laughs> like he's he's a cheat code. <laughs> and Bivol's not whack. Canelo's five seven. You know, I can't believe this. <laughs> he's actually small. Oh, since he's logic. five seven and a half. That is so funny. Logic, physics have to play a factor. <laughs> they have to eventually, yeah. If, I said, eventually, this guy's got to run into someone that's just too. Bivol is six foot, and this guy's five seven and a half. That is insane. 
Yeah, listen, let's hear what I'm saying. Bivol's going to win, but he's not going to win. It's going to be that. That's that's my prediction of the fight. Um, it's in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible to get a decision against Canelo in Vegas. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it a buck now. Um, boy, it's a great fight, though. It's a great fight. Cinco de Mayo weekend. Is it Cinco? Yeah, it will be. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I already know the wing walks can be crazy. Man's coming with the live mariachi band, as usual. He's going to have a concert. Um, yeah, I, I just, it's just hard to look past kind of decision in, in Vegas, to be honest. Like, you just can't decision my man. You have to knock him out. And I don't think, I don't think Bivol hasn't got the power to stop Canelo. I actually don't think Bivol hits, I might even go and say, go on a limb and say, Triple G probably hits harder than Bivol. So if, if Triple G won't be able to stagger him, I doubt Bivol could. Um, but yeah, I see Canelo taking this. Uh, I do think it'll be competitive. I do think it'll be competitive, but I will really, I really will sit up if I see Canelo walking this man down and hurting this guy. I really, will, I, 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 I re- like questions might have to be asked. To be honest, to be honest, with Bivol, maybe not. If he goes and does that to Perturbiev, then 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 I'm actually gonna start investing. I will do my own investigation. I actually will because. So if he didn't know, yeah, because Petrov is scarier than before, to be honest. Hits harder, madder chin. If Canelo's able to hurt and walk down and just take Petrov's shots like that, yeah, yeah, then I'm asking serious questions. Before's probably seen as a smaller one. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, it's going to be a good fight, though. It's going to be a good fight. I know the, a lot of Canelo haters, because he's got a lot. I'll probably, you know, you know how, like I said, you know how Floyd got to the stage where people were picking guys and lumping on them to beat Floyd because I think, yeah, he's the one that can do it. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people saying, yo, Bivol, oh, I think I think Bivol might have Canelo's number. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've seen, I've, I've seen one or two people say that, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've just been seeing people discredit. But the people I've heard that from, I know have got Canelo agendas. So, <laughs> so they're banking on Bivol to, to do something. But um, yeah, we'll see in it. We'll see. Yeah, the ones I'm hearing are still putting their money on Jamal Charlo and David Benavides. I know you want that to happen because you. I know you think it kind of washes them, man. And it's, it's a big humbling experience for these guys who are back in Charlo and Benavides. Could we peak for them, man? Bro, he's for one. These guys haven't even fought at the level required to be saying, "Ah, oh, yeah, they beat my man." You, you can't just you, you can't be fighting this guy. You need to fight this guy. You need to be um, who Benavides. Yeah, Benavides fighting the but who's his best winner? He didn't even fight this guy. That didn't happen. Benavides' um, best win is, uh, I don't know, actually. I can't remember. Is it, are you sure it's not his, his K? I don't think that fight happened. All right, I'll so, check now. Plant's best win. Yeah, that was Plant. Um, and that's the, that's partly the reason we said he... Oh, yeah, it didn't even happen. Probably Darrell then. Yeah, probably Darrell's his best win. No. Um, and Charlo's best win, um, Devrachenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not Canelo. <laughs> <laughs> you are not even fighting, right? Not even fighting champions. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, then Magic should fight each other or fight someone, do something. Mm. So, like Charlo's fighting Selecki next. Yeah. Selecki. Hey, let's yeah. not let's let's talk about we'll, we'll talk about when that time comes in there, but yeah. Yeah, Canelo. That's crazy. No one's beating him ever. He's the best ever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. We'll see. We'll see. This is this is intriguing, like I said. Um, yeah, let's see. Because the COVID fight, even though I had him losing at the time, 
I could tell it was just a matter of time because Kovalev was pissing me off that fight because there were ample opportunities. For, there was ample opportunities for Kovalev to, to go for it. And he was just doing tippy-tappy. He just, it wasn't like, and Kovalev was meant to be the biggest killer in terms of the hardest hit in that, in that division. Yeah. But Kovalev was pissing me off. I don't even know what he was doing. So that could, that told me and everything. And obviously the way Canelo broke him down and he went down and knocked him out. I said, yeah, okay, Kovalev's clearly spent, clearly. So, but Bivol is fresh. He's live and he's a lot younger than Kovalev was. And he's not, I think he lives like, you know, Kovalev, they said he didn't really live life outside the ring. Bivol, I think is very, you know, dedicated, etc. So he's going to want this. This is a huge scalp. This, this is a massive win for him if, he, if he's able to pull it off. So, yeah, um, but if he does win, we know it's, there's a rematch clause baked in straight away. Obviously, we know that's going to happen. So, <laughs> yeah. People talk about all these uh, Canelo having fake fights and ring fights and these people taking dives. So, <laughs> you know, these people might take a dive. Oh, <laughs> I my know. gosh. No, I don't. With on Benavidez aspiring, apparently it was good sparring. So, mm. but all, back to Benavidez. I just want to see him step up and fight someone. <laughs> that you can do. I, I, I rate Benavidez. Benavidez is a very good fighter, but... um. Yeah, he needs to fight better position. And I guess Lemieux is a good, decent start, I guess, but I'm expecting him to wash Lemieux. I can't lie. This is yep. Lemieux, Lemieux hasn't been the same since Triple G bopped his head way back in the day. So, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm expecting him to wash him. I can't lie. And Billy Joe Sean has cooked Lemieux. Oh, gosh. That's 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 Billy Joe's, for, for, uh, Billy Joe's defining career performance. When he had my man doing the... <laughs> uh, yeah, down to Billy Joe, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I just want people to touch upon the undercard because it's a good undercard as well. The, the, um, there's a very good heavyweight fight on, on the undercard. Hergovic yeah. versus Zhang. That's a really good under. That's a really good heavyweight undercard. I'm, I'm definitely tuning for that. Um, Hergovic, obviously, as we we know, we discussed in this pod, is probably the heavyweight that everyone doesn't. Everyone's avoiding right now. He's the real. He's the real boogeyman over the division right now. And who's next up? I think to be a champion um, at some point if he's able to get the fights. And um, Zhang's been ticking around for a while now. Um, Chinese heavyweight, also unbeaten. Um, yeah, it to be honest, Zhang hasn't really fought anyone big like that, but I think they have high hopes for him in China. Um, uh, Zhang is Eddie, Zhang is matchroom, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think I think Eddie's talked about him a couple of times and whatnot. I've seen him, I've seen a few of his fights. He's, he's decent. He's actually he's not too bad. Um, were they trying to line him up for a fight with AJ in China? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Um, but expecting Hergovic to win, but it's a it's a good fight. And there's actually one of the guys, well, one of my prospects of the year who I put on our list, a fighter who I really really like and I really rate and I think could be special. Uh, Montana Love, he's also on the undercard. He's facing, he's got a Mexican opponent, Gabriel Valenzuela. I'm pretty sure I've seen that guy before. His name rings a bell. But um, I'm just happy to see Montana on the undercard and happy to see him active. I want to see him work because he, to me, is another one that's really up and coming and could be special. So, um, yeah, it's good undercard. I like the undercard. I'm going to tune in for Montana's fight or tune in for Hergovic's fight. And obviously the main event should be a good one. I'm expecting a good fight, man. I really am. We've had some good undercards, even like the fights the other day. Good undercards. Yeah, yeah exactly. Had a good win. Yeah, good win for him. Yeah. Adam Williams, good win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. his knockout was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look out for Ammo. He could be going on our prospect list for next year, boy, because he's looking, he's looking nice. Um, yeah, man. Look forward to it. And the, hey, the box is coming thick and fast. We've got some good. We've had some good fights the last couple of weeks, and 
Cinco de Mayo weekend. Obviously, we expect a good one. It's Canelo, so it's always a privilege to watch Canelo. Um, just before we sign off, though, actually, I want to take us back to the ladies again because that's something I forgot to mention. But obviously, I feel like this is going to be something that that's brought up inevitably with every sort of women's boxing fight that's a banger or just sick. The debate obviously rages on again with two minute rounds, ten, 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 10 rounds, two minute, two, two minute a piece. Um, again, it was brought up that maybe we should be having three minute rounds uh, for the ladies. I think it's going to happen soon. You know? I think it's inevitable that's going to happen. You know, I think they're going to up the rounds to three minutes. I think fairly you said it might be a tough task for it to, for you know for us to go from tw- from ten two-minute rounds to 12 three-minute rounds for the girls at first. If you ask me, women get guys, you know, the top tier, like Katie Taylor, et cetera, they can do it. I reckon they could bang up for three rounds. But Clarissa came through with a proposal, which I think I agree with. She said, how about we start with 10 three-minute rounds just to sort of, you know, dip their toes in the water first, see how, how it plays out, et cetera. And then obviously if that does really well and that's good, then maybe we can consider extending it to 12 three-minute rounds. But, the bottom line is two minute rounds need to go for women. It's up to three minute rounds. Keep it at 10 for now. 10 three minute rounds. That's why I say. Um, what were you? What were your thoughts on up in the uh the the the, the, the up in it to three minutes? Well, yeah, my thoughts have been well documented, but I'm gonna prevent yeah. present a different debate. Uh, mm-hmm. Keep the two minutes. <laughs> keep it because what because it. it's all action for two minutes at least. It's all action. Like I say, it doesn't favor the Elite fighters at a high level, two minute rounds does them no favors. I'll be so real, it doesn't. But for the sake of the entertainment we're enjoying, and 12 two minute rounds, I'd prefer 12 two minute rounds so we have more. Mm, okay, imagine an 11th and 12th round of, of yesterday, yeah. Okay, two more rounds with, with that same intensity that would have been, yeah. that would be quality, yeah. And also, good to be fair, 12 two minute rounds, fine. Um. That is yeah. the first thing. I, and I agree with you. I think they can do the three minutes. I think they can easily do three the minutes. The elite can definitely do it, yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all about get game management and game plans. I think the game plan will change slightly. But I think their mentalities are still very much the same in terms of they want to fight. They're more on it than these men. Or even, you know how, for in terms of the roundage, for example, the elite championship fights would have 12, 12, 12 rounds, right? and say a warm-up fight or not such an elite fight will have a 10 round and you know how it goes up from like three rounds six rounds ten rounds whatever we could potentially have maybe for the championship fights the world championship fights the elite of the elite you have like the three minute ten rounds or whatever you know what i mean what i'm saying or yeah the 12 rounds two minutes and then if it's not such an elite fight if it's a step below continental level etc or european level that can be maybe what we see today 10 two-minute rounds, perhaps. Maybe you could do it that way. But, yeah, the bottom line is, yeah, either up the rounds or up the minutes, but we want to see these ladies more prolonged because we were saying, a lot of people were saying yesterday that these two-minute rounds are just flying by too quickly. It's not doing these girls any favours. You can argue that if it was a three-minute rounder, Serrano could have gotten... Taylor out of there in the fifth round but obviously it didn't happen that way and I guess we're kind of happy because it kept the action going back and forth but yeah there are times when I feel like it's like it's over too soon I need more like and these lot can go for more so 
let's up let's up something, up something, whether the roundage or the minutes, up something. Yeah, yeah. This, this the, the podcasters, my opinion, I've been saying two minute rounds can go to hell. Get yeah, you have. Yeah, but just to present a different debate. Um, I don't want to lose what we we have the intensity because you're watching yeah. the fight yeah. and you're just being from for the first <laughs> first second they odds each other, they're banging yeah. out, and it's enjoyable. Like we, we speak highly of women's boxing and we enjoy it and. I guess maybe that plays the factor into it. Um, so, I mean, when you say if it's not proven, fix it. But once again, I, I go back to my previous arguments. It doesn't do better fighters any favors. It doesn't allow them to get off their work. It makes some fights between the skilled and the un- the lesser skilled scrappier. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, it just they're better than two minute rounds. <laughs> yeah. They're better than it. But um, let's see. Let's see what um, options yeah. they present. I think championship fights, great example, make that, extend that, make that longer, and then maybe gradually work up to the three minutes for, yeah. for chat rounds or however you want to do it. And yeah, let's, let's, let's enjoy more of what they put, they have to offer. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think now that the conversations are being brought up now, live on air, et cetera, as opposed to us, for example, on pods or whatever, I think we, we could potentially see something maybe in the future something maybe a sort of revamp I don't know but yeah it's it's definitely a debate that's happening more and more and it's I think every time for example if Clarissa Shields Savannah Marshall was a banger which we're expecting it to be I guarantee they're going to bring it up again <laughs> like, I think they're going to bring it up each time it's a big a women's fight and it's it's really really good uh, we're going to see this round thing so we'll see because I remember Carissa was quite bullish and said yeah she could do three minutes she, yeah, he, so she, she, yeah. Chris was like I'd be sparring six minutes sometimes I'm like okay yeah. like, I, I believe her as well I believe her so yeah these women can definitely do it I do think so yeah I don't it's just sometimes you're watching three minute rounds and it's sometimes it's boring like the first minute nothing happens and it picks up yeah. so I, I see an argument of people who want, want oh yeah do. absolutely but to be honest, bro, women are more active than men, so <laughs> they're they they're more on stuff than the than the, than the mailboxes. Let's be real. <laughs> exactly that. All right, but yeah, that's it. Let's let's round off there, man. Great episode, great episode. We saw some great fights. Next week should be great as well. Um, signing off. I've been your. This is episode eighty-eight of the Strap Season Podcast. I've been your boy Cam. I'm your boy Flows. And make sure you keep subscribing, keep listening, keep supporting. Peace. <laughs>